Hello and welcome to a special episode of Sif Pop Writer's Room. I'm your host, Aaron, but not that Aaron, and this week I'm joined by Foster. Hey. Uh, is this unhinged Foster, or are we getting a relatively tame Foster this week? Uh, we're we're going to find out. <laughs> <laughs> it's not quite as late as last time, but... No, it's not quite as late. We'll see. So so expect normal Foster. Um, yeah, so we'll be talking about Halloween Kills. So not Halloween Kills. I've called it Halloween Kills so much. It's Halloween Ends. Um hmm is the one that we're talking about. Uh, so we, I picked, I asked Foster because he did the holo, the binge article last year and um, he's mm-hmm. not doing the review for the website. So um, I asked Foster to do it and I've been messaging him back and forth as I've been doing my Halloween rewatch. So that's also been fun. Or my Not rewatch, my first watch for pretty much all the movies. So that's been fun. I've now officially seen every Halloween film at least once. Um, I just I didn't get a chance to rewatch 18 or kills beforehand, but I'm like, I don't think I need to. And I was right. Yeah, I, I didn't um, either. I was hoping to rewatch them, but I didn't have the chance. And I was like, I don't think I need to. Plus, kills had a, like a summary at the beginning. And I'm pretty sure the ends will have a summary as well, because every Halloween movie has had a summary at the beginning. <laughs> so, um, so I was like, it, it'll it'll only make sense for them to continue doing that. So, um, yeah, I think uh you can read about Foster's history with the franchise over the binge watching article. And this series is a big hit or miss. Uh, so let's just dive right into it. Um, we're going to keep it spoiler free for a little bit and then we'll go to spoilers. Um, so no, no need to worry about spoilers here yet. Uh, Foster Halloween ends. Do you like it? Love it, hate it, dislike it, or think it's just okay. Um, I kind of really liked it, but I, I feel like people should know that most people are not really liking it and that I'm kind of the odd one out here, but I really liked it. I feel the exact same. Um, and it's it's kind of a bummer that like it was spoiled for me because we'd been texting. I was like, you know what? Let's just, instead of texting, let's just record a thing. And mm-hmm. it's just one of those like, I feel the exact same. And yeah. the, the farther along I get from actually seeing the movie, the less I like it. Um, but only because I think it sh- could have and should have been done so much better. Um, that's mm-hmm. kind of my thing. So it, it really feels like it should have been one thing and it was another. So um, I would, l- I'm in really excited to talk about it in spoilers. Um, but for now, it's just, I think, so the biggest problem of this movie, the biggest problem with this movie is that it, it should have been Michael versus Laurie. And this is absolutely not that movie. And, and that's how it was advertised too, which is why like, I can't be mad at anyone who's upset with this because yeah. I mean, all the trailers and the first two movies lead you to think like, okay, this is when the big, you know, showdown. And <laughs> I, I'm, I'm choosing to say this also in not in spoilers because like you should know, um, no. I, I knew you should be properly and, told. Yeah. I, so I'm glad I knew going into it that it wasn't going to have the showdown. Um, Cause it's like, it, I can't even imagine not knowing it must be so weird because the, the whole first two thirds of the movie follows a completely new character too. So it's yeah. just, so yeah. the, the only thing I knew was that somebody had tweeted, I think Frank had tweeted that it, it was a bold choice for the new Halloween film to not Halloween until 45 minutes in, um, mm-hmm. or something along those lines. And I, I mean, it's interesting because I, that was all I knew going in. So I was prepared for a slow build and then Michael Myers versus Jamie Lee Curtis then versus Laurie then. Mm-hmm. And then we still didn't get that. It's 45 minutes until Michael Myers appears. And then we don't see him again for another like 30 minutes. Like, and he's, it's like a, mm-hmm. it's like a sec. It's like a, a, barely a scene. It's one shot of him. And then we don't see him again for another 30 minutes. And then we barely see him again for another like hour. And then he's yeah. very present in the last like 15 minutes of the movie. So, um, yeah, yeah, it's, that's what you should, again, I don't think it's a spoiler to say that. I think it's, it's misleading for the marketing of this movie to, to describe it like this. Cause I think mm-hmm. even like the IMDB synopsis was like the final showdown between Michael and Laurie. And it's like, that's like the third I, act of this movie. I, I, I'm reading it right now. It comes to a spine chilling climax, Aaron, just so you know. <laughs> oh, okay. I mean, it does for about 60 seconds. Yeah. And like in the last five minutes, like, <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, it's, it's just not the film it's advertised to be. And it's, I still liked it though. Like, that's the thing. I like the new character. Mm-hmm. I like the arc he takes. Um, Jamie Lee Curtis is, um, 
Man, it's so disappointing because I think she was used so well in 2018 Halloween, and I just I don't yeah. think she was used very well here. And this should have been the one that she shined in, not 2018. Mm-hmm. Um, it should have been. She's both weirdly movies, weirdly happy, <laughs> like like when she's in the grocery store and she sees I think Will Patton, right? Yeah. Um. I mean, I mean, she gets like butterflies in her stomach, and they're flirting. She's like, she's kind of stumbling over her words. It's like this is almost a different character from the 2018. Um, yeah. I like how I like how we're not even mentioning kills because it's like she's just in a, in a hospital bed the whole time. And honestly, kills doesn't really mean much to this franchise uh, or to yeah. this trilogy, um, and that's unfortunate. Um, like I I went with a friend who had only seen the original Halloween and no other films, and he's like, I think I'll mm-hmm. get it, and I was like, You will. Like, yeah, there's not much to get up on. <laughs> Essentially, just the only only films that matter are the original and then the recent ones. So just know that Michael Myers came back after about forty years. That's all you mm-hmm. need to know. Uh, so yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So oh, yeah. Also, I think like um, just just technically, I feel like there's a lot to like here. Like I I I think it's got a great vibe to it. The atmosphere is really really cool. It's got this kind yeah. of neon nighttime hazy, lots of motorcycle riding, mm-hmm. cool music. The John Carpenter score is so good. It's like awesome, awesome. I've been listening to it like the whole past two days, and and you know. Uh, pretending I'm gonna go out killing people. <laughs> no, no, no. Um, I, I, pretending I'm Michael Myers. <laughs> um, I'm just standing on the subway, you know. <laughs> um, but but it's really really cool and it's pretty unique too. I feel like the just the the feel of the movie and I I like it a lot. Um, I I've seen a lot of people just describe the movie as kind of cringy and like I can see it because like some of the acting from like the supporting people can be a little bit wonky. You know, like the yeah. the kids in these movies, for example. But it's like. This is this is how I feel is that I feel like the people I'm noticing who like this movie more tend to enjoy long running horror franchises and have experience seeing like the lowest of the low. And so to them or to me, this is nothing new. Like now that you've seen all the Halloween movies, like this is far from the worst one, you know? Yeah, that's um, that's my biggest thing is like this is I, I, I mean, I even think I think I had it a little bit lower than you in your Halloween rankings. But like this is still like fourth for me. Like, and, and like, I'm, yeah. I think I rated it three and a half stars and I've been going back between three and a, three and three and a half. But I think yeah. like I put Halloween two, the, the original Halloween two at three. And I really like parts of that movie, but parts of that movie don't work. And the same applies here, but I think I enjoyed this one more. So like it, it's still like the fourth best, but it's still like barely a three and a half, you know? Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, I think it yeah. just 100% comes down to can you get behind the the Corey character who's the the main character of this movie? Like, can you get into that storyline? If so, you might like it. Like, I, I I really liked it, but I mean, I can't blame you if it's it's so out of left field. It yeah. is not what was advertised at all. Um, I I want I want to dive into spoilers pretty quickly because I want to be able to talk about some other specific things. But like, I think you're right. Whether or not you buy into the the new character Corey. Um, will will kind of determine a lot of how, what you think about this movie. Um, I think it also has a really incredible last 15 minutes. Like when it really finally gets to Laurie sure, versus Michael. Yeah. Um, it's awesome. And and there's a real, it feels like it was ripped straight out of Halloween Kills, but there's a really cool like ending to their fight. Um, so like the fight is over and then something happens. Um, okay, I think so, I know what like, you mean. It's it's really cool. Um, <laughs> it makes no sense, but like again, like half of this franchise, um, you know. So, uh, <laughs> uh, like, you just gotta ha- suspend your disbelief for a little bit, you know. Um, but yeah, it's it's also like got some really interesting kills. Um, specifically, I think the one in the record shop is awesome. Um, okay. Yeah. Yeah. And and the person I was with apparently is kind of squeamish because he was like, you know, curled up in a ball next to me during that scene. And I was like, OK, like, <laughs> whatever. Yeah. Um, yeah. That and then there's um, there's um, I think there was one other kill besides in the final battle that I really liked. Um, and it was. Oh, geez. I can't remember now. Whatever. It's fine. <laughs> um, it's not going to matter. Which, this movie doesn't like this movie doesn't have a very high body count. And that should tell you pretty much all you need to know about the movie um, yeah for the big what, what, grand finale person... of 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 the end of this saga you know this is the end of their timeline uh, at least at least with michael and laurie um you know maybe they want to continue doing something else but at least like this is the end of michael and laurie's story 
in this timeline and um it's got a very low body count <laughs> yeah one one person i saw online said it in even though the trilogy is it does not feel cohesive at all like the it doesn't there's like a, a bit of a through line with like the trauma that's affecting blah 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 but uh like one person i saw said that you know in retrospect it kind of makes sense that with halloween kills they got the brutal michael myers killing machine thing out of the way so that now with the final installment they're they're telling like an actual story um, but I, I yeah. think a lot of people just kind of want the, the brutal killing machine, Michael Myers versus Laurie Strode. Um, sure. but I guess that wouldn't have even worked for like a full hour and a half to two hour movie. Anyways, they would have needed some sort of story. So right. I don't know. Like, I, I'm not entirely sure how I would have written it in a way that I think would have satisfied everybody, but I um, see no way of making this movie any better other than rearranging the whole trilogy. And I want to talk about it in spoilers. Um, I will I know, say, I though, think I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. I will say though, I know you use you, you just said it's a very in, a non-cohesive trilogy, and that is absolutely true. It is still more co- cohesive than the Star Wars sequel trilogy. So like, it's not a sure. total mess. So like, yeah, it's it's not that bad. You know, it's not that much of a nightmare. You know, because it's so, at least made by the same person who has a lot of the same ideas. So like, the who basic had the same line, vision, even though yeah, it's it's a it's, weak one. <laughs> That I would say, like, the thesis of the trilogy is basically Michael Myers, as the personification of evil, has an effect on people in different ways. Like, in the first movie, we see it through the generational trauma of the Strode women. Through the second movie, we see it through the, the like, mob mentality crowd angle, you know, in the way that it affects people at large. And then in the third movie... I won't spoil it yet, but it has to do with the Corey character. I think he's, I think he plays kind of a, a pivotal role in what the movie is sure. trying to say with this third movie. So, Sure. Well, um, let's stop talking about films or the film then uh, with, uh, without, <laughs> let's stop talking so, about films. <laughs> so let's move on to the spoiler part of this. So um, I feel like it's safe to say that if you are at all interested in this movie, you should go see it before listening to this, even though we've just said, it's a little bit of a mess, but we both still liked it. So like, you know, yeah, if you if you plan on seeing the movie anytime soon, check it out and then come back. But if you're one of those, you're like, I just want to hear the conversation about this movie. I have no intention of seeing it or like I've already seen the movie. Then here we go. It's time. Um, all right. I want to present. First of all, I want to I want to discuss um, two, th- two, three, four things, really. And then I want to get to just the different <laughs> ways you can arrange this. Um, because two of them really pissed me off about this movie. And the first one is, okay. let's talk about Allison. Um, yeah. She's awful in this movie. Like, no character growth after the first two films. Um, and is is just baselessly terrible to Lori. This is Lori's granddaughter. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, 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 I know, I know. Yeah. Um, well, for the listener, yeah. They, they do kind of wreck the, the whole, you know, empowering the female generational trauma thing from the 2018 movie. Cause like Judy Greer just dies in like the last minute of Halloween kills. Right. Am I remembering yes. that? Right. And yes. And it's very like, kind of came out of nowhere. Really? And like, it's like, yes. I don't know, like the 2018 one felt like it had, had some sort of purpose and vision that it was going to continue expanding upon in the next two. And then it just sort of destroyed that. So yeah, I, I, that's another reason why you might be mad at this movie. Cause like it, it replaces the whole you know, female three generations thing with some random white kid sure. guy, you know, <laughs> it's like, <laughs> so yeah. I can understand people being mad about that too. So, um, yeah, it's, it's one of those, it's like, she, she even at one point freaks out on Jamie Lee Curtis and is like, you're like still caught up in the past. And it's like, you lived through it too. Like almost as <laughs> much as she did. Yeah. Um, you know how much of a threat he is. You stood toe to toe with Michael Myers, and by the way, almost lost. Your mom saved you. Um, but like it's it was one of those where it's like she's like you're making too big of a deal out of this, and and like she blames the town for treating her poorly, and the town doesn't really react to her at all. Like mm-hmm. the town reacts to Jamie Lee Curtis and to Corey, but like we don't really see the way the town reacts to her, other than there's the doctor that refuses to give her a promotion. Even though I think it has more him to do more to do with him sleeping with the girl than it was anything about her past with Michael Myers, like it. So um, yeah. Anyway, it's 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 it, they just do her such a disservice, and she pisses me off to the point where I'm just <laughs> like, like I want her to die. Like she's you she's making <laughs> the worst. She's making the worst possible choices. 
yeah, and she's such an unlikable character in this movie. Um, and it, they don't even have the excuse of like teenage angst because she's like what, like a senior in high school in the first movie, and this is four years later. So like she, I mean, she's like a full on like nurse, like in like has like an adult full time job. So she must have went to nursing school, finished that, and then got sure. a job. And apparently, has been working there for at least a year because she um, is like she mentions that she'd been working there for over a year, and she was up for the um the charge nurse position so it's just like she's they don't have the like teenage angst to rely on anymore so like they're but they're writing her as if she's still the same character if not even regressed from halloween 2018 and it's Mm -hmm. man it's rough what this film does for her um it's awful um i also want to talk about the jamie lee character jamie lee curtis um thing the lori thing because the town hates her unnecessarily <laughs> yes the woman at the grocery it store me off every time it happens because because the the moment we where she goes yeah. to the grocery store we were talking about how it's nice and cute and she's kind of like flirting and happy she leaves the grocery store and and the person that michael myers like we i thought we killed at the beginning of halloween kills turns out he didn't fully do it is out there mm-hmm. and they're just like you did this and it's like no she didn't mike did it like <laughs> yeah, that, arguing that she provoked michael myers you know Right, and it's like she didn't provoke him. She like went into isolation. He came back, like, and and actually, <laughs> he was going home, and then Loomis's predecessor drove her, to, drove him to Lori's house, like, or led him mm-hmm. to Lori's house, like, you know, and and sorry that you got in the way from that, in the way of that, like, that's unfortunate, but like, it is absolutely not Lori's fault that Michael is killing people, especially in this timeline where there is no Lori is Michael's sister or anything like that. Um, it's just Lori is a completely unrelated person that Michael couldn't quite finish and she's done all she can. She tried to kill him in Halloween and the firefighters blame the firefighters for her. Like, um, or, or blame <laughs> you, heard, Lo- you heard it here. <laughs> or bro- blame blame Loomis's uh, predecessor or, or blame, um, uh, Tommy Doyle for not finishing the job or even Judy Greer for that matter. Like blame literally anybody else for why, Michael Myers is the way he is, except for Lori. And like, because also in the original Halloween, Lori tried her damnedest to kill him and thought she did. You know, blame the cops. <laughs> and for should not, have, really. <laughs> should have, yeah. And bl- blame the cops yeah, yeah. for not uh, for not killing him the first night, you know, when they when he surrendered, which has always been a problem because like he wouldn't surrender. He's Michael Myers. Like, mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> you know, so like blame, blame literally anybody except or a crazy for idea. Lori. Blame Michael, you know? <laughs> <laughs> right, right. But it's like, it, this, it, this movie does such a bad job at victim blaming. And I think that, so, okay. I think the point of the movie, especially in, in pairing with Halloween Kills, is that we almost want Michael or Corey to, to kill the entire town. Like, we almost want that. Um, because there's the scene, there's a scene that happens, like, right before Corey goes full-blown mike myers uh it's at the diner and then the the cop shows up yeah and and is a total tool to Corey. and literally everybody's been a tool to Corey except for Lori uh and allison and mm-hmm. um and kind of understandably and michael, and michael, yeah. <laughs> michael who under- looks him in the eyes and sees a kindred <laughs> spirit and lets him run free from his lair in the middle of the sewer <laughs> continue well, kind of um kind of understandably yeah. because with with the prologue like we understand it was an accident and frankly that kid deserved to die uh <laughs> which kid a, the kid oh, oh, oh yeah yeah the, the guy, the guy, the guy, he was yeah. babysitting yeah exactly. i mean yep that's i mean that's exactly the kind of f around and find out right like <laughs> 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 uh, but but it's one of those like um you kind of understand like why the town would react very reminiscent to me of uh of the hunt mads mickelson and thomas vinterberg um, like the way sure. the town treats him, but uh, on, a, on a very <laughs> like, <the> same movie, <laughs> <laughs> like on a very different level, of course, because one of them is a serious yeah. film and one of them is the thirteenth film in a <laughs> mediocre franchise. Um, yeah. But the uh, the but either way, like it gets to the point where like I just I literally like was rooting. I was like Corey, just kill everybody. Like it's fine. Like the way they're treating <laughs> you and Laurie. Like I at yeah. this point, I'm rooting. I'm rooting for you. Like. Uh, even kill Allison, like go for it. Um, so it was yeah, just, yeah. I mean, they do make him, they make him sympathetic. And I mean, the, so many of the people in the town are like, you know, Corey was always such a great kid. Did the town do this to him? You know, I think which that's, that's the implication that, um, 
Michael Myers had an impact on all the townspeople because now yes. everyone in the town is searching for someone to blame. And so that's when yes. everyone's blaming Lori. And, and then that's also, they birth this Corey figure and choose him as a scapegoat because they needed someone to blame. It's all and, about blame uh, and anger and fear like and blah, blah, blah. There's a line in there where I think it's like, um, I, I think somebody says um, to, to, to Lori, like, you didn't kill the boogeyman and this town is still trying to find him or something like that. Um, mm-hmm. Or e- either way, something along the lines of like, you brought the boogeyman and the t- and essentially like he's gone, but the town is still looking for the, you know, whatever the, whoever the boogeyman is. And so mm-hmm. when the story comes along of Corey, they can just be like, he's a child murderer and we should all band together against him. You know, um, even though Michael Myers is still out there, like, <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. but yeah, this, this movie does such a, I mean, the, the Corey thing, it's, it's, it's very heavy handed in the same way. The whole like evil dies tonight was very much like a, you know, stupid people bound together can do stupid things, you know, um, <laughs> uh, like in the same way, the heavy handedness of, of, of all that, um, it just seemed so so heavy handed but again just the victim blaming in this movie was so over the top and it was like Lori de- definitely doesn't deserve any of this and um again Lori least of least of anybody but um it just it yeah it was it was it was very poorly done and it felt um it felt very disingenuous disingenuine into any sort of reality um and again like yeah i it- I should I should want to root for the town of Haddonfield to kill Michael. I mean, right? Like I sh- I should root for the people. And like the yeah. first Halloween kind of has that, right? Because people are like, oh, he's back, and like everybody's kind of coming together to be like, let's kill Michael. And then kills takes it to the extreme, and then now we get kind of the inverse. Uh, anyway, yeah, it's like it wants to have this sort of deep meditation on the nature of evil on one hand, but then on the other hand, it's also really dumb, <laughs> and so yes. it makes it hard to to take the messages of of the whole trilogy seriously because it feels so not cohesive between the three like like you're saying on one hand we're supposed to sort of um feel for the town as a victim of this collective trauma but then on the other hand they're all idiots (laughs) so when halloween kills when 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 like the girl accidentally shoots herself with the gun because the car door slams against her or whatever you're like you're like sure why not because (laughs) you're all so dumb (laughs) right um Um, i want to ask you Kind of two two quick things. Uh, so you liked Corey. You we both established we both like him, and that and a do, lot of. Do you mean like more morally, or like just as an interesting character? As an interesting character. Yeah, I, um, I found him interesting. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, obviously, morally, like killing is wrong. Even though, like I said, you kind of root for him, but eh. it's a movie, right? Like, it's not. Yeah, yeah. I'm not actively rooting <laughs> sure. for real people to die. Yeah. I'm, ro- I'm rooting for caricatures of you know. Anyway, um, so so can can you explain like a little bit of why? Because like I've kind of said some stuff why, but like why did you buy into Corey? Why did you okay. really like his arc? In okay, in the opening scene when we first meet him, I actually think he seems like a nice, pretty normal, friendly guy, and I mm-hmm. think he sells it pretty well. Like he's babysitting the kid, but he's letting him watch the thing a little bit, and they have the little banter. It's a little corny, but like I buy into it just enough to to believe everyone else when they say you know he was a nice, normal kid, and then of course we see everyone beating down on him, you know, like those. <laughs> those high school bullies who are like <laughs> five years younger than him. He's 24 and he's getting bullied by the high schoolers, but okay. And then they push him off the, off the rail, you know? So like you feel for him in that sense. Um, right. And I think, I think really what, what sells it for me is I think his performance is pretty good. Like the scene in the yeah. diner that you're talking about before the police officer comes and you just yeah. see like in his eyes, something has changed. Like I, I'm convinced that like he encountered evil and was affected by it, you know? And then I also he's think the best that, actor in this huh. movie for sure um yeah i mean i think he's giving the best performance yeah yeah and i, I think the well, he's given a little bit more lee to curtis do than anybody really good else too. you know yeah yeah when when jamie lee curtis is like banging her rocking not a rocking chair she's making it into a rocking chair against the wall yeah. you know what i'm talking about um, yeah, yeah, the yeah empty house um i well, thought and he was her really whole, good in that scene and her whole um jamie lee curtis was also really excellent in the like ri- finishing writing her memoir scene um mm-hmm. like she's awesome like where you, she like kind of fakes that i'm about to get commit suicide uh, there's yeah. also some people I, I in my mean, theater that I hated because like they were mostly quiet, but every time like they would talk every now and then and it, but like they weren't whispering. It was a group of like four like high schoolers or maybe college kids. And it was just mm-hmm. like I was so pissed because I was just like, you're not even trying to whisper and they're two rows behind me. 
in the moment where like there's the gunshot and you and you see like some some splatter and look, I know mm-hmm. she shot the pumpkin. I know I know she didn't just kill herself. Um, oh, yeah, but like yeah. somebody just said, "Calm down." She shot the pumpkin. It's like, dude, shut the <laughs> hell up. Like, um, like, and I get it I if you're just talking to your friend, yeah, yeah, but yeah. it's like whisper. Like, Hor- like horror don't... movies bring this out of people. I feel like, and and it's fine if it's like if you're doing that the whole film and everybody's kind of into it. But you know, yeah. kind of like, oh, like don't go in there, like where like where you can all kind of get behind it. But it's like it sure. just wasn't the energy, you know. And again, and like. Yeah. Well, <laughs> it's only them like it's not like it's not like i was responding with them too you know it was just and, and it's yeah. like near the end of the movie and it's like we've all wanted you to shut up the whole time like yeah when i saw the black phone there was a person behind me who <laughs> it was the scene when he threads the the cable through the rug and it mm-hmm. loops through the window perfectly I, I might have told you this on on the one it just it just annoyed me the person behind me just went oh come on <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and i was fine, like right? it's fine but it's like like <laughs> i don't know it's like it's a movie <laughs> calm down they were like yeah. so offended they're like <laughs> it was like a but, that would never work you know sort of attitude it's like yeah we all we all can see <laughs> and, and i realize like i might be a little hypocritical because i'm also like you should cheer in a movie but like like you should like you should absolutely cheer the last 45 minutes of end games of end game but like yeah that's different. The movie wants you to cheer. The movie doesn't want you to go, she shot the pumpkin. Like the movie doesn't want you to do that. The <laughs> yeah, movie yeah. wants you to cheer when she finally kills Michael Myers. And the movie wants you to sure. cheer when you see his body going through the shredder. Uh, yeah. You know, but the movie doesn't want you to be like, <laughs> you know? Yeah. yeah. No, like, I, don't, wants I you love to it that. when people get scared too. Like, like people, there were a couple jumps in the movie and people would like shake in their seat and then they start like laughing awkwardly with the people next to them. They're like, "Uh (laughs) you know, like I love that. It's fun. It's like, that's the energy that I like. But I I think it's like, it's hard to put words to it, but it's very clear. I think to to everybody for the most part, good theater etiquette versus bad theater etiquette, you know? Yeah. And it's fun too. Um, Right. Um, So, so the, the, the thing about the Corey character, um, is just I really liked the idea. I'm surprised the film. Ha- I'm surprised the series hasn't taken this direction yet, where you have a like a Michael Myers copycat. And I feel like Rob Zombie's Halloween Three would have done that because Halloween Two kind of hints at that. That uh, at least the uh, I, I watched the unrated version. I don't know if the theatrical ending is different, but it kind of kind of alludes to Halloween Two might have all been in Laurie's head, and Laurie might become a serial killer now. Um, at least that's one of the end- that's the ending I kind of interpreted because we see her like have a sinister smile and after the mm-hmm. the, sh- the shootout at the barn. So like maybe Rob Zombie's three would have gone there, but like we I'm surprised we haven't seen a Michael Myers copycat yet. Um, yeah, and so I like that because that makes sense, especially like if if somebody was really looking for a reason to kill somebody, it would be so easy to do. Um, there was. All right, so I, I host the Behind the Sins podcast now for Cinema Sins, um, and so there, there's a they just sinned Halloween Kills, and there's a there's a sin that they have there where Allison um, goes to Little John and Big John and uh, uh, like pulls out the knife that killed whichever one uh, Little mm-hmm. John that was the Michael McDonald character, and the sin is just like who sucks for you, Allison? That kill was actually not Michael Myers related, and you your fingerprints are now on the knife, and you're going to jail for thirty to life, like. It's like somebody could have easily, you know, taken a kitchen knife and stabbed somebody and be like, Michael Myers did this. And it'd be like, yeah, sure. Mm-hmm. You know, so I, I really like um, that the movie plays with that idea. It's just it, it doesn't belong in your finale. But I think I think it's I think it's yeah. done very well. Yeah. So. so this is this is what I I actually watched the movie twice. I, I, re, I rewatched it again at home. Because I was like, I nice. feel like if I'm going to defend it at all, I want to really make sure I like it. And, and I liked it even more, honestly, the second time. But this is how I cool. view the Corey character. Michael is like the the head and he has affected a million different people. And in one with one person, we see Lori, who he's affected and she has overcome this trauma and has become stronger because of it. Corey, I think, is the flip side of that coin where uh, where Lori was able to overcome this evil Corey succumbs to this evil so they both stare michael yes. in in the eye and have a different reaction so this it's meant to show like two sides Ooh. of the same coin two potential paths that you could go down and so i actually found it really really interesting because like the, it didn't fully click with me the first time around but there's a lot of lines that hint I, that that's exactly what the, the point of his character was i didn't see the i don't i didn't see the parallel but i really like that interpretation um yeah, cause yeah i mean i definitely when, got like i definitely got like joker vibes you know, the killing joke where it's just like you know, yeah. the town creates, you know, I mean, they, they're going for that. They're going for, 
Corey was created and Michael was just they're they're doing nature and nurture. One of them is nature and one of them is nurture. Um, they're they're mm-hmm. saying the town creates Corey, but um, yeah. so I definitely got the killing joke vibes there. But yeah, the parallel between Michael and Laurie staring down Michael too, but overcoming. Um, you know, yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, um, and I think um, there's in in that scene between Corey and Laurie when they're in the empty house. Corey says something to her like you should give in to that feeling that you had when you first looked into his eyes. The implication being Corey has given into that feeling. Um, Mm. And also I think um, I've seen a lot of people complain that it's like, Oh, so he's just like a Michael Myers mini me. That's kind of dumb and lame for the finale that was supposed to be about Michael Myers. But I think the movie is sort of taking a stance that Michael Myers is, is meant to be the personification of evil. And if you think of it as like Michael Myers as a vessel that has been, um, inhabited by evil, that that evil is now being passed on to a new vessel in Corey. Yes. So it's not it's not like Michael training some some you it's, know new serial killer. It's like it's like the evil no. is it's a transfer of power. And I think when it's, you view it that way, it makes more sense. It's that Michael Myers is more than a person. Uh huh. Um, yeah. So no, I I, and, I definitely got that too. It's it's not it's not a mini me. It's yeah, yeah. It's 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 that Michael Myers influence is more than what he can do with a knife and one of the Um, final lines of the movie when she's right when laurie's writing in her diary she says evil doesn't die it just changes shape also the shape is what michael is called a lot of times yeah but it's also like okay so the implication is strongly i think that it has been passed on to Corey. and though we see him dead at the end of this movie we don't really actually see him after he's died, you know, like, um, right. We like, don't, yeah, he was lying on the we floor, see him but laying I think on it the leaves floor. the door open. Well, he, cause he, I think he revives and then Michael finishes him off. Right. Kind yes. Of. Now Michael's dead. And in a way that is, it's going to be really hard to reverse <laughs> if they well, ever wanted to. Um, so yes. So, and I don't think they will. Um, I do, I do think this movie leaves the door open for a sequel. It just is very clearly the end of Michael Myers. But Michael yeah. Myers' legacy can live on. So I, I don't necessarily foresee them making a sequel, but I think they kind of left the door open yeah. just to be like, if we kind of like uh, like uh, like what Saw has had two more comebacks. They're just like, if we find a really mm-hmm. cool idea, let's go for it. Um, so yeah. like, I think that's kind of their their idea. But um, And, and it, it doesn't have to be Corey either, but the way the movie ends and interprets the Michael Myers character does leave the door open for anybody to take on the, the mantle. If that makes sense. Yeah. 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 And there's the, yeah. um, yeah, I, I don't think it'll be Corey specifically because I mean, yeah, it, it was one thing when too. like, when like Lori, like practically you know, killed him and you know, apparently he wasn't dead, but then Michael like put a knife through his throat. Um, which I guess characters mm-hmm. have survived worse. Um, but uh, in this movie, are, <laughs> yes, yeah, definitely. Like Michael Myers. So if he is possessed with the power of Mike Myers, he could potentially survive. But um, well, and Corey got got shot in the throat. No, by Laurie. No, shot in the chest twice in both arms. Shot in the chest. Like, well, like chest that shoulders. Should have, yeah, so like that killed him. He got revived. Then he got killed by Michael again. I don't mm-hmm. know. I think. I mean, the rules are not super clear no, necessarily. She, he clear. got shot like in the shoulders, which paralyzed him, and then, oh, okay. um, and then. He was like, I'm going to kill Allison um, and Lori. Oh, and he like, stabs himself, stabs though, in the throat. Oh, he yeah, that's right. He stabs himself. Sort of Lori. So that should have definitely killed him. But then he comes yeah. back and then Michael kills him. So it's like he definitely should have died and then was revived. That's true. So that's true. Clearly, Corey has this power, whatever that power is. To come well, back. So that's what I was going to ask, because like the scene where Michael grabs him by the throat and just stares at him, like the first encounter, like what is your interpretation yeah. of that scene? Is Because I, I see either... Michael sees the potential evil in this person's eyes and just see and just sees this person is more beneficial to evil if I let him live as opposed to if I kill him. Uh, but I also see um, an interpretation that like whatever power Michael possesses, he transfers or at least like copies and pastes. Like, I think it could be either. And I was I was a little bit of me was thinking like Curse of the Thorn, um, but mm-hmm. or at least some variation. But um, I don't know that the movie necessarily is explicit on if there is supposed to be one interpretation of that. So what is your thoughts? I don't know. I almost think maybe it could be both. I know. I, I definitely think there's at least that transference of the evil there because it's Corey's next scene, I think, is the diner scene where all of a sudden his eyes are just completely different. So like clearly, I mean, it's not the next scene, but like 
after the sewer scene, Corey is just a completely different character almost. So well, yeah, because he, he kills that, the hobo right out of it. And then yeah, um, I think there's the like another scene in between that and the diner scene. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's yeah. it's hard to I mean, you can't really read Michael Myers facial expressions. So it's like it's hard to know what he's right. thinking. It's because they, they go through that whole flashback of Corey's life um, and all the stuff he's endured or whatever. So. I don't know. It well, could be Michael re- recognizes a kindred spirit, or it could be recognized as someone who's vulnerable and susceptible to influence. I don't know. Mm-hmm. The, I mean, there's another interpretation too, which is just that, like, I, I think if we, I think the film leaves the door open because I think they're saying he transfers some of his evil powers, or at least like influence mm-hmm. to him. But also, I think there's something to be said about. Um, I think there's something to be said about like the this particular trilogy is trying to say that the mask holds some power and we see the mask in Lori's living room at the end of the So I think That's again, that leaves the door open. Um, well, because yeah. there's like in Halloween kills, like Mike, like get, seems to get revived the more he has the mask on. And there's the whole like intro to Halloween where he's just at prison. And then the podcaster comes up and he's like, you know, look at it or whatever. Like um, he seems to be like, it seems to be maybe the mask is the sort of is, is the source of his power, which, and yeah, he takes the mask back from Corey at the end. So, Yes. So I so I think there is a slight implication of of that, but also like yeah, so so potentially at least part of Michael Myers lives and then, you know, something happens. You know, Lori's dead and somebody's moving a box and there's the mask in it, or mm-hmm. you know, Lori Jumanji's it, but it still shows up somewhere or whatever. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Like it still shows up on a beach, yeah. changed to something and then washes ashore and some people you know, hear the tribal sure. drum beat and go pick it up and put it on. You know, like <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> but, they, hear, um, they hear the Halloween theme. <laughs> <laughs> they're like that's kind of catchy <laughs> i think i'll take this mask and kill some people <laughs> is that five four time all right cool yeah uh, mm-hmm, yeah but the um it's so i think i think they leave a lot of doors open um to like continue the saga just without michael and laurie and i i wonder if they will um just kind of more of an anthology or a spinoff um and mm-hmm. we'll see um I, I kind of, I kind of don't hope so, but I kind of do hope so. I mean, I, I would really rather them just go straight up anthology, but it feels like they shouldn't have done it. So, like, it feels like if they were going to do anthology, Halloween twenty eighteen should have told all of this story in one film, and then they should have just proceeded with anthology. So, mm-hmm. um, did did you want to talk about the like Laurie versus Michael and the procession scene? Was that the scene that you were talking about that you really liked? I just. I, I really liked it. Um, it just because yeah. it seems like the town was all together, and it was just like it, it, you could just feel like this sense of relief in the town. And like again, mm-hmm. I, I I think the town's a bunch of jerks. But again, if Michael Myers <laughs> is more than just a person at this point, like you get the feeling that like people are going to stop blaming Laurie. And I mean, people are always going to treat somebody like Corey badly when something like that happens, especially which is up to so much conjecture. Um, you know. Yeah, it, 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 at that point, it kind of becomes like a what perspective do you view it from? You know, because the parents only see him scream, "I'm gonna kill you!" Open the door, and then and the body comes flying down. Like <laughs> as opposed to like seeing the kid being a douchebag the whole time and locking him yeah. in a room. Like, um, and I was fully expecting, I was fully expecting in that scene that Michael Myers had been living in their attic. Um, like that's where he had been recovering. Oh, man. Yeah, yeah. Because because there's also the like. He, you know, ever since the Michael Myers thing a year ago, he claims he hears voices in the night. So I was just like, oh, so Michael Myers is, is hiding out in the attic and Corey's dead now. So, but that wasn't the case. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's what I was expecting to happen. So it really shocked me. I thought it was an incredible prologue. Um, yeah. So I will say though, I've heard some people who say that that happened where he kicks down the door and the kid falls and they find it kind of unintentionally funny. And I think if yes. you walk into the movie and that because like i totally understand why that would be unintentionally funny because it's so yes. out of nowhere <laughs> and he yes. falls and like it's real dramatic too <laughs> and his, his yeah, neck I mean, like pops up um me and the person that i was with we were both kind of like oh huh. <laughs> like <laughs> okay like bold really well, <laughs> interesting opening but also like yeah that's kind of silly <laughs> yeah uh, and so like if you immediately lock lock into the kind of unintentionally funny energy of the movie you might find the whole movie just kind of stupid um, it is uh it is it is stupid yeah yeah so, totally and like yeah I, I admit that too as much as i like it it's a dumb movie <laughs> yeah but and I then so i guess just it. going back to the procession theme like it's just really le- like it i'm a sucker for when like you finally have something and and a franchise shows you like all the faces that have been affected i didn't think it worked here because 
none of none of the people are memorable but like it like especially <laughs> you, you like you don't the, relate to the townspeople <laughs> no well there's even like that marshall with the cowboy hat that was like trying i know, to keep I know everybody calm and like and, and like he would never see him in halloween ends so it's like it's it's almost one of those where it's like <laughs> it's i see like, what they're going for but yeah i don't i don't feel it but i do kind of feel like there is a sense of relief in the town and again like the stupid mm-hmm. like the stupidity of the um they're like this isn't how we do things and they're like we we don't we're throwing out the rule book tonight it's like nope like n- not a chance <laughs> not a chance mm-hmm. any cop is gonna let this happen every cop involved is fired like um yeah <laughs> uh fired and probably charged with multiple accounts of stuff you know um uh <laughs> of, of crimes so yeah yeah, it's um, it's 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 ludicrous, but I also just kind of loved it. And again, like seeing yeah. seeing the body of Michael Myers going. Th- I mean, we, I guess we don't necessarily know because they never show us his face before the movie. But like, it, it's a very definitive end. It's a very like, there's no chance of you know because Halloween two was supposed to be the end of Michael Myers, and then they brought him back for four, and they just kind of retcon it. It's like there's no retconning this. So like, mm-hmm. it's 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 just kind of nice to kind of like you feel the relief. Um, when Lori yeah, puts the, his body through the trash. On a, on a and again, technical like, level, I feel like... Go ahead, sorry. I was just like, it just really feels like we've both conjectured that there's possibilities that this franchise continues, but at the very least, it's going to be a new set of characters. Um, there won't be a Lori Strode, and there definitely won't be a Michael Myers, but there will, mm-hmm. could be a copycat, maybe Corey, maybe somebody else. Or they once so. again decide to retcon the entire series, except for the first movie, which has happened like five times. <laughs> I, I could totally yeah, see them man. doing that too. There's going to be more Halloween movies at some point, right? Like maybe it's uh-huh. not until 20 years from now, but like, what are they going to do? Like, are they, yeah. are they just going to reboot the franchise, make the original again? And then like, I, what are yeah. they going to do? Are they, or I, uh-huh. do you, I, at some point, I bet that, Michael Myers is coming back. Yeah. I bet that like Nightmare on Elm Street and Friday the 13th, they're going to have comebacks first while like Halloween takes a backseat for now. Cause it's been I a mean, Friday while the 13th, since Friday the 13th had a reboot like 10 years ago. I'm and I think there's like another one that nine. Okay, that seems about right. But I think I think there's yeah. another one that's currently being filmed, or at least in pre-production. Um, oh, okay. So and then yeah, I mean the Nightmare on Elm Street also had that Jackie Earl Haley reboot. Um, so, but I could totally see reboots for either of those, or maybe even more stuff along the lines of Freddy versus Jason before we'll see another Halloween. But it's it's just really interesting to think like, are they ever going to like? There's going to be more Michael Myron movies at some point, but how are they going to do it? Mm-hmm. Is it going to be like another kind of like Rob Zombie retelling, um, you know, or is it going to be like uh, um, we're going to consider certain films canon? Or I, I, I really feel like you take a timeline, probably the most recent one, because it, it's the it's the best of the timelines. Like unless you, unless you only consider Halloween one and two, like one timeline in that in that case, that's probably the best timeline. Um, you know, um, but like, it's, it's the best of the timeline. So you just take that timeline and then, um, and then have a copycat some in a different city or somebody coming to Haddonfield to terrorize people. Um, you know, but anyway, just, it, it, I'm just so curious to see how are they going to continue the franchise at some point? I don't see it happening anytime soon, but I could mm-hmm. be wrong. At the very least, I don't think David Gordon Green would be involved. Maybe like a producer credit. No, but now he's doing exorcist, like, right? I think so. But he he may have a producer credit, but it would probably be more so like, hey, because you did these, and also like it looks like in good favor, like it looks like you're kind of passing the torch, even if he is, you know, or isn't. Yeah, I anyway. think he would be a very poor choice for The Exorcist, um, just like judging on his <laughs> style from these three movies. I, I <laughs> um, fair. I want to see the Scott Derrickson version, but I mean, we already got Last that, Exorcist. Oh well, you know, he's done a lot of possession movies, actually. Right. Um, I mean that that's Black actually phones, a pretty logical choice. Theater. Yeah. Well, he's well, already like, um, he did the Exorcism of Every Emily Rose, but for my Deliver Us from Evil is a possession movie. Um, like a, a few of his lesser seen ones are, are possession movies. So, when, I mean, when he he's just is that, he just is a religious person, like and pretty outspoken about it. So it's like the Exorcist. Yeah, Exorcist is a starts film. filming in a couple weeks, by the way. Yeah, I just looked at. It I don't think I'll watch it, but that that the trailer came on for that one, like Pray for the Devil movie, and it looks yeah. freaking awesome. <laughs> <laughs> um, can i can i propose um two timelines um the, the like way the way i would redo the trilogy that i think would be much better oh go for it okay um so one of them i already put 
we we have a slack channel where we start to talk about things and mm-hmm. it's got some positive response. yeah so yeah. um <laughs> so one of so what i suggested is all right let's say the 2018 film opens up with cory killing the kid and then we get mm-hmm. to kind of see like the bullies picking on cory you know a four-year time jump or whatever um and how the town hates him but kind of simultaneously like as mike rampages the town in the 2018 film like you just kind of include the early mm-hmm. cory stuff in the 2018 film and then you take the plot where Corey is kind of like an apprentice um, and you make that the second film of this franchise. And so you, you have, um, you, so you essentially take Halloween ends minus the last 15 minutes and you make it the second film. Um, mm-hmm. And so it can, so it can end where, where it's a big confrontation between Michael and Corey. Um, and then, and then essentially you make kills ends. So you make it, Mike goes on some big rampage for the third film. Um, yeah. So, so uh, except you make the final face off between him and Lori. You can have the thing where he where he gets up and slaughters all the townspeople that just beat him to a pulp. Um, you know, maybe maybe he slaughters everybody and then he goes and there's like one final confrontation with Lori, but Lori comes out victorious. Like that's to yeah. me, that's how you do it because you get your almost like the Matrix trilogy. Like you get your just very actiony ending that kind of is deserved, but mm-hmm. um, but I just I, yeah. I feel like it's a much more cohesive because Corey feels like an afterthought. Um, but I really yeah, like, I, I'm sure he was <laughs> right. But so it's just like, if you, if you incorporate him throughout the whole thing, and, and again, if you kind of say, you also, Michael Myers is kind of aging. So maybe he was looking for an apprentice anyway, the town could still be scared of Mike Myers. Um, especially if he's walking around with the mask or at least a copycat mask or something. Um, either way, like if, and you could even make the ending of the first Halloween, like the ending events where, where Laurie locks him in the basement and sets the house on fire and leaves. Like, I think that's a totally mm-hmm. cool ending and a, and a good resolution for them. Um, but yeah, I think you, mm-hmm. you just, you make kills the finale, um, but you have the Laurie fight with him at the end. And then, yeah. And you just incorporate Corey in the first two films instead of the third. I think that's mm-hmm. a much better way to do the trilogy. What do you think about that? Yeah. I, I Oh no, totally. I think, I think, um, yeah, for two reasons, that's better. Because one, I mean, even though it was not the intent of the original movie, I feel like people kind of wanted an action movie a little bit with Laurie versus Michael, you know, like, like, yep. I mean, the, the, the trilogy was kind of promising that. Um, and I mean, to not have that fully delivered upon in the third movie is weird. So I think I think the sort of kill fest thing makes more sense for the finale, I guess. And then um, sure. also, yeah, Corey, I, I, I don't, I feel like most people who who watch ends and don't like it. They don't have a huge problem with the Corey character in concept, like in theory, it's just for the final movie of, of this trilogy where it was promised to be a a lot about Laurie and Michael. It's so weird and out of left field that, yeah, Mm -hmm. I think, I think if it weren't in this pivotal, you know, entry of the franchise, it would, it would have played a lot better. So yeah. Did you have another alternate, alternate one you wanted to propose? Or am I I making that up? Nope, okay. I do. Um, because I came across this on Twitter today. There's an account I follow. Uh, it's called uh, Films at Home. So oh, at yeah. films underscore at underscore home. So he does like 4K reviews and stuff on YouTube. Um, yep. So so I'm just going to read his tweet thread verbatim. Here's how you fix the new Halloween. Okay. So here's how you fix the new Halloween trilogy while still leaving the room to be creative and continue the story with new characters. For starters, Halloween 2018 is perfect. Leave that alone. It's a perfect re-entry into Haddonfield and the Laurie Michael dynamic. That Halloween kill storyline can remain the same, but it needs to be sped up. Still the same angry town, the trauma, the entire dynamic stays there, but Michael should die at the end of the fight with Laurie. Ending fades with the shot of the mask in Laurie's home waiting for a host. Now we get to Halloween ends. Corey isn't introduced in the prologue in the same traumatic accident. Laurie has moved on. It's been four years since Michael died. Allison lives with her. Allison meets Corey. Laurie is suspicious of him from the get-go. Corey turns evil not from running into Michael, but from encountering the mask in Laurie's home. It's the mask that had the power behind it. He puts it on and transforms. He leaves the town and Allison behind uh, after a final beating from the locals. He can't take it anymore. The rest of Halloween ends has Corey in the mask terrorizing the town. Townspeople think Michael is back. Did Lori lie? Was it a cover up? Did she really kill him? The audience isn't sure either. We leave it. We leave it um, that ambiguous knowing how immortal in quotes Mike has been. The final fight comes down to Lori and Corey still in the mask. Allison steps in and helps Lori finish him off and they remove the mat, the mask. It's been Corey the whole time. Evil still lives in Haddon. Okay. What are your thoughts? Yeah, I, th- I think that works better too. I th- really, I just feel like the issue is 
I like so many of the ideas of the, of the David Gordon Green trilogy. It's just I feel like it was not planned from the beginning, and there's no, there's no through line really. But um, but these were supposed to come out like 2018, 2019, and 2020, right? But then they got yeah, or at least at I least mean, Kills and Ends was always supposed to be a year apart. But I think Kills yeah. was supposed to be 2020 and then 2021. Because like he has so many cool ideas in the in that trilogy, like the generational trauma, you know, and mm-hmm. uh, the Corey character. Um, mm-hmm. But it's just it's 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 muddy on like the rules of the universe, I guess. Like as to the nature of Michael Myers and evil and the mask and blah blah blah. It's like a lot of it is hinted at, but it's not really completely confirmed, and it sort of seems to contradict itself at some points, but. I don't know. Yeah, I think that would work better too. I think there's a lot of different ways you could do it just to restructure with a lot of the same ideas. I think it works I think it works better, but I still don't like the the mask has the power thing. I mean, I know I suggested it sure. earlier, um, but like I I think it's a dumb idea inherently. In, unless you want to say yeah. like it's actually an ancient relic or some some sort of like some sort of curse came upon it or something. You well, know, the yeah. curse was in the mask. And in the- Person. In the original Halloween movie, he starts killing as a child before he ever has the mask. Right. So I don't, right. I don't think that would make sense. I guess, I guess what's interesting about that that idea though is just that it takes a stance. Like it's, it's, yes, it's kind of fun just to have like a definitive answer after so so many years and so many sequels. You know, right? Um, and again, since they don't canonize anything earlier, yeah, it is and, nice like, to have and Halloween ends just feels so wishy washy. Even though I feel like I understand what it was going for, and I. what i think it was going for i really like but i don't know i really the thing i like most about this tweet the reason why i wanted to bring it up is i love michael dies at the end of kills but then there's somebody in a michael mask and the townspeople are like did you actually kill him like Mm -hmm. are you just a liar to calm us down because then you can victim blame if you legitimately (laughs) believe if you legitimately believe that laurie lied about killing michael so the town would just shut up then there's a reason for the town to turn against Lori. But like, so I really, really like that aspect of this. The town sure. is just like, we thought this was over. Holy crap. Um, I really like that aspect. I think the, the mass thing is stupid. But ultimately, again, it's a better vision for the trilogy than the actual trilogy we got. I still would prefer my version, but I would like to incorporate that whole like town doesn't know whether Lori dies or whether Lori killed him or not into mm-hmm. the second or third movie. I think it would be awesome. Um, yeah. So, yeah, that's I want to say one more thing about this movie. I promise it's my last note. Um, (laughs) I know we've talked about how this trilogy feels so incoherent already, but we've talked about ways that we can make it coherent and how a lot of things feel afterthought, but at least it kind of takes a stance. I legitimately believe that this movie fits better in the Rob Zombie timeline than it does in the David Gordon Green timeline. Like it it feels like a spiritual successor to Halloween, Two, Right. Like Mm -hmm. because you got a little bit more of the like mysticism with with some of the michael myers stuff that the rob zombie stuff hints at and sure. you've got a little bit more and you've got a lot more of the generational trauma kind of stuff which yeah. you know rob zombie like you know played a bunch and i don't like either of the rob zombie movies i hate them both actually um but <laughs> I, I i i think this movie fits better if it were like a spiritual successor to the rob zombie ones than as the third of this trilogy which is interesting Mm-hmm. It's not as brutal yeah. or as gory as I mean it, it's brutal. And no, you, gory, you mean more but, thematically and story wise? Yes, that's yes, right. thematic and story wise, and I mean not and kind of visually with the, with the hazy, you know, not okay, sure, not stylistically in terms of like the gore, but it's, sure stylistically in terms of like the way yeah. it's shot. Um, but it, yeah, it just it really feels more in line with that timeline than the current one. That's mm-hmm. that's my final thought. Yeah, yeah. Also, I mean, just to say something about the zombie ones, I don't love them either. But um, people credit at least the there's David, the, yeah, the, the the people credit the Halloween 2018 with introducing the idea of the generational trauma um, and and how Michael affected mm-hmm. others. But Rob Zombie did that first uh, with with the his two Halloween movies. Like those movies are all about all about trauma. Like even though I, I don't again don't really love them, just the two the two grimy for me and like unpleasant to watch. It's like part of why I like the Halloween movies is that they're fun and this is his movies are not that <laughs> like, uh, yeah, the stuff with Lori in Halloween too. And Michael and the, the parallels and contrasts has been a year since I saw it, but I just, I just remember thinking like, wow, they did this first and yet everyone kind of was pooping on it a little bit in the interviews too. Like Jamie Lee Curtis and John Carpenter were all like, um, talking about, you know, now we're going to do it right. We're going to make this a deeper story about generational trauma. And I remember thinking during those interviews, um, 
I mean, you can you cannot like the Rob Zombie vision, but I mean, he had some but he did some do it cool first. ideas, you know. And so, like, I that's like why the vision. I, I don't like the execution. Like, I, I like agree. some of the things that he does. I just think that he made two really bad movies that yeah, definitely like, ruined. Some love them though. Some some people it's like their top one or two of the franchise those ones so I don't know some it, people I my guess biggest are thing really, is really it completely destroys Lori Lori is a completely different character and fine but then don't name her Lori <laughs> like and don't make her the same character you know like I mean fine if you want that as your main character you don't have to have Lori yeah. Strode you know yeah and it so. demystifies Michael too which was one of the things I didn't love about his first one is that it tries to to like explain Michael Myers but really I just found that kind of awkward because like the i'm fine explaining his... michael myers but explaining michael myers is simply like a a child abuse victim is not satisfying enough and it's not nuanced at all it's just like yeah. like you know go get the go get me my beer idiot you know like stupid <laughs> it's like stupid dumb parents who are just like it's it's like such a cartoon to me almost but i don't know i don't i feel bad like you know hating on it too much um there's, there's stuff to uh, respect about it, but yeah. It's, yeah, and that's why, because you were asking me, we were talking about ranking the movies for the Sift Sort thing, and that's why I suggested bumping the zombie ones up a little bit, just because I feel like I, I wanted to put it above Kills, just because uh, even though Kills is more fun for me personally to watch, it's like less inspired, I think. And Well, and, and as we talked about, um, like, I, I, I remember, like, people still shit on Kills. Um People mm-hmm. have since it came out, and people still do. And I genuinely feel like the fi- like the reputation that it has is worse than the zombie films. At least, at least Halloween two. Um, but yeah, I feel it like just depends uh, where you look. Right, but I, I just yeah yeah. I don't know. Maybe people got more tolerant, or maybe like because because I'm kind of like it's a bad movie, but I had a good time. Like so yeah. Um, I mean, it's fun. I like also. I, I can't say it enough. The music is so good. I like year round. I listen to these scores and the new ones are so cool to like the, the way they techno update it. Normally I would hate that sort of thing, like remixing an awesome, perfect theme, but it's really, really good. And they add new themes like in the Halloween 2018, there's a theme called the shape hunts, Allison. It's like a 45 second little track. It's the best thing ever. And then in this one, Halloween ends, my favorite one is called procession for people who are listening and Maybe you can look it up later because it's it's really good. It's during the procession scene. It's so good. Um, nice. It's like the perfect thing if you're like walking outside late at night to just blast in, in headphones. It's awesome. That would scare um, me, but um, yeah. <laughs> oh, I love I love doing that. <laughs> um, that would freak me out. I would scare myself. Yeah, I so. I kind of like doing it. It's a it's a little thrill in the safety of my own headphones. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, I guess maybe my, maybe my last thing about Halloween ends and then I'll I'll be done is I think just for me personally, like my own movie watching preferences, I really love when movies take risks and when they try and do something a little bit yeah. different as long as they're done in earnest. And to me, this movie yes. feels like, like I don't think David Gordon Green was trying to upset people. I think he just had an idea that he thought this would be really interesting and would be something different for the franchise and for clearly for me and you it worked a little bit you know and for some other people i've seen it it's worked well too even if it didn't work for everybody so i just for for a a franchise that has 13 movies in it now this is like the first one in a little while that feels like it's doing something really different um in a lot of ways and like the stuff that people seem to want like the laurie michael showdown we've already gotten that in h2o and i i personally liked the showdown and uh, the like creepy stalker Michael Myers we've seen in a million of those Halloween movies, the the killing machine Michael we've seen in Halloween Kills. So it's like, what else can you possibly do that's new with this character? So I, I don't know. I just thought it was a cool direction. I thought it was pretty well shot. There's a lot of cool images. Like I'm remembering Lori has the knife as she's got him pinned under the refrigerator. And, mm-hmm. and then she picks up the knife, you know, kind of dramatically. And then you see his reflection in it. It's a cool image or the, the radio station. Um, the, the radio host guy is, is sitting in front of the window, but in the window, you see the reflection of Michael. That's another cool mm-hmm. shot. Or there's the one at the, the doctor's house, you know, when he's bringing the nurse assistant lady over and they're fooling around a bit. Um, but she comes out cause she hears the noise in the bathroom. She comes out to the like patio area or whatever. And, um, just faintly in the background, you can see some sort of stabbing motion, but it's like com- in complete shadow and it takes like 10 to 15 seconds before they acknowledge it. It reminds me of the shot in Hereditary above the bed 
if you remember that, mm-hmm. where it's like mm-hmm. it takes your eyes a little bit to adjust to the darkness till you see it. There's like really cool stuff. So I don't know. I just watch this movie and I see so much passion behind it that I can't hate it. And also it's like, you got to imagine he's giving the script to Jamie Lee Curtis, the the like original star of this franchise. He's giving this movie to John Carpenter and others to score it, who are going to be watching it over and over really closely. Like, do you really think David Gordon Green wants to make a terrible Halloween movie? I don't think so. I mean, it just feels right. like it was done in earnest and I kind of vibed with it personally. And I thought it was interesting, even if it wasn't completely satisfying. And it's not perfect, obviously, but... Right, you brought up the great point that, like, uh, John Carpenter and Jamie Lee Curtis are both executive producers, so they certainly had some say on what goes on. So, like, that... Mm -hmm. And sure, maybe it could have been in credit alone, but, like, I like like to think not, at at the very least for this one movie, Um, because because it is Mm -hmm. the end. It was always intended to be the end. So, like, you would really hope that, you know, Carpenter and Curtis would be on board. Um, because as yeah. I, as I noted during the coming attractions, aside from the original Halloween two, this is the first time a film has ever intentionally been like, we're done with Michael Myers at the end of this movie. So how do you mm-hmm. plan for that? Um, yeah. And it's fascinating. Cause other than that, you just get like H2O and then you have to do something mm-hmm. in resurrection. You get like curse of Michael Myers. Or, you know, anyway. Um, yeah. Also like, think uh, about how interesting this discussion has been about this movie that we're having and that like the internet is having that everybody's having, like there's, there's actual sort of spirited debate as to what the movie was trying to do, whether it succeeded or or did not succeed. Was there anything like this with Halloween kills? Not really. It's so straightforward. It's like either you enjoy the gory kill fest or you don't. And that's it discussion over, but like movies like this, that, that try and do something different, you know, it'll work for some and not for others, but it, it's interesting. So like, it is like the last Jedi. It is like matrix resurrections, you know, and some of these work, one of those works for me. One of those really doesn't, but like, I don't know. It's just so much more interesting, I think. Yeah. And I could just on that last point, I just, I, I'm with you. I would much rather a movie take a swing and miss, um, yeah. than a movie play it safe because Halloween kills plays it safe. And this movie takes a swing and some people think home run and some people think, um, some, some people think, uh, it's, a uh, it's a, complete whiff i'm yeah. like maybe ground rule double you know like mm-hmm. there's a middle ground or or just a nice solid rbi single you know like where you're like all right cool like it's not excellent but it's also far from terrible and i'm looking at my ranking now and i don't have 2018 or kills in there um because i was ranking them as oh, i yeah. went along watching it and my list is private until i get it done but this is my third favorite halloween film of the franchise um only behind the original yeah. and season of the witch so like I have it at number and again, five right not, now. Not super high praise. I imagine we'll see. You have this above 2018, right? This is this is a hot take. This is my favorite of the Gordon Green trilogy in terms of enjoyment. Am I going to say it's like the best, most well executed? No, but it, it is my favorite to watch. Um, like like the atmosphere of it is just so unique to me. Um, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna check out. I think I'm gonna watch it again. I'm gonna watch 2018 and then Kills and then uh, and then I it'd think be I interesting to watch all three back to back. Yeah. Um, so I think I'm going to do that. Um, and then that will officially determine, but as of right now, like I, I left the theater, I think I messaged you before you told me how you felt. And I said, I think it might be my favorite of the trilogy. Um, again, cause it's going for something. So we'll mm-hmm. see how it plays out. But as of right now, I have it as the third. It's certainly, certainly kills will not be rivaling it. So it'll either end up third or fourth on my list. Yeah. When all is said and done. And I, I think time will be very kind to this movie. So. Oh, it's going to be a cult classic. There's not a doubt in my mind. Um, yeah. I mean, like Halloween season of the witch, which people kind of have come around on, or at least like some some small group of people really love it. Um, me. That, that was pan- me too. Panned yeah. when it came out. Like everyone hated that so much so that they scrapped the whole anthology idea. They Halloween four was called the return of Michael Myers, you know, like almost as a diss to Halloween three season of the witch. It's like people did not like that movie and people came around on that. And honestly, like you, you look at like the worst one, Curse of Michael Myers, I think because of the producer's cut, you and I both kind of like that movie a bit now. Yeah, yeah um, for sure. I do. Like, like, are you, this movie is not a bad movie. I, I feel like, I feel like it's kind of dramatic to say it's like terrible, worst movie ever made. You know, like I, I've seen some of those takes and it's like, I don't yeah, I know. I see this. That's, I really see this as like almost Matrix Reloaded, where it's just like, we really wanted one thing and it wasn't. 
but but time time sure. has been kind to make Matrix Reloaded even before Resurrections came out, mm-hmm. and I think it's just one of those things that we will look very fondly upon ends in ten years. Um, also, you know how we go back and we'll we'll look at something like like Halloween H two O and we'll be like, oh my gosh, the nineties, you know, and it's like kind of dorky and it's kind of fun. Or this will like be oh my god, twenty twenty, you know? <laughs> Absolutely, one hundred percent. I I was watching. Um, I remember last year when I was going through all of them and I got to Halloween twenty eighteen. I was like. I don't know how to explain it. This just feels so 2010s, you know? Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, this is totally going to be like 20 years from now, people are going to watch this trilogy for 2010s, 2020s nostalgia. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, They're going to watch it and giggle. Like, remember when people thought this was awesome and groundbreaking? Yeah. And nostalgia is so powerful. Look what happened to the prequels. The same thing is going to happen to the sequels in 15, 20 years. Just, it's, it's just going to happen. Um, yeah. It's, the way the world works <laughs> okay cool I, well wasn't we expecting to get on a soapbox here oh good uh no yeah. but i think it's good and like you said there's lots of discussion to be had and e- even just the sif pop writers are so polarized on this we might be like be some of the only two that liked this movie i think um, so like a good chunk um because i know oh, a lot of people doing some good in the world <laughs> yeah i think a lot of people are very we're mid on it there's even a sif pop writer that gave it half word. of a star um, yeah, but there's a lot of like two and two and a half stars and we both I went three and a half. You went what? I went three and a half. Same. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it's it's just very, very interesting. But like I said, I think time will be kind to this. So yeah. um, that's it. Um, Foster, uh, do you want to send people over to your letterbox or something? Sure. <laughs> I mean, you said it. <laughs> go, go to my letterbox. F-O-S-T-H-1-0-1. All right. Uh, thanks, Foster. We'll uh, see you again sometime. And uh, thanks, listener, for, for hanging around. And uh, I hope you enjoyed the conversation. Send us your reactions uh, however you choose to do so. You can email them at roomishiphop.com and I'll make sure Foster sees them or, you know, tweet us or something. Anyway, that's it. See you next time.